When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Blue Stable Podcast. It is myself, Michael Pevia, joined by you as always. And Landon's going to be out of commission for right now. He'll be, he will be back with us soon, but he's just got a little business to take care of uh, over at his house there. But joined by me is always going to be our good friend, Marcus, a.k.a. Culture Shock. What's up, Marcus? Hey, man, it's good. Good to be here. You know, coach season's almost here. We anxious, we ready. And, you know, we still got some football to talk to, but time's almost here, man. It's almost here. I'm excited. Definitely, definitely, guys. And before we get started, if you do enjoy the Blue Stable and all of its content and all of our content when it comes to articles, podcasts, and all that good stuff, especially if you're following on social media, the great stuff on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or X, sorry, X, I got to get used to these names now and, and all that stuff. Make sure you are following and you're commenting, you're engaging, all that stuff, guys. We love that from you guys. And especially with the football season coming up, we want to keep that going. We want to thank you for all that you do, guys. So once again, Make sure you are liking and subscribing to The Blue Stable everywhere where you get your favorite podcast and more. So other than that, Marcus, it's been an event eventful week. This week, uh, Colts training camp wrapped up at Grand Park. They had joint practices this week with the Chicago Bears. Matt Eberflus, former Colts defensive coordinator, returned to Indianapolis. And man, for the two days that they were out there, just, just to sum it up, the Colts got their ass kicked, basically. So is it surprising? Not not really, because, again, like we'll get to our record predictions here in a couple weeks, but you don't necessarily expect a whole lot from this team. But at the same time, when you got guys like Ryman and Nelson and Kelly and Smith out there and you got your big boys and your starters playing, you don't expect them to get dominated the way that they have in training camp, do you? No, not at all. Uh, I think I think from from what I've seen, I think it was 50 50. Um, I think both defenses pretty much stood out from both sides, in my opinion. But I think the offense for sure is the biggest question mark. And it'll continue to be that way because it's still a work in progress and it's a rookie QB. So he's not going to really show you a lot. Uh, he's going to show you some flashes, but, you know, he's still going to have some hiccups. But overall, uh, I think it was 50 50 from both sides. But I think both defenses definitely came to play during those joint practices. But, yeah, the offensive line is definitely something that we're used to at this point. It's banged up, and it's not consistent. So nothing surprised me when it comes out of that situation. Yeah, for sure. I think the defense was playing really solid. Nick Cross had a really good week, uh, first off. I mean, he had, like, two interceptions. Rodney Thomas returned, had an interception, had a couple good plays. So that is good to see. Obviously, the biggest one is Nick Cross. You spent a third-round pick on him two drafts ago. 
and people were disappointed, but the Colts really told you their plan. They were going to redshirt him last year, so that shouldn't have surprised anybody, really. But now that they are making plays, the defense did stand out. Shaq Leonard did miss his first practice, so is that concerning? I, I wouldn't say it's concerning yet because, again, he has practice, and he did play in Buffalo. So if they just held him out of this joint practice, because, again, could joint practice be a little bit more physical than that preseason game against Buffalo? Quite possibly. And you probably just want to continue to hold him off until week one against Jacksonville. So my, my antlers aren't up all the way yet on that situation. But when, when it comes to injuries, man, my goodness, this team got some injuries going on. All along the offensive line, you got DeForest Buckner, you, you got Julian Blackman, who's your best safety out there. And you just got – I mean, the, the names are endless. It's endless right now, especially at your tight end position. And Samson Ibukam went down. We haven't had an update from him because Shane Steichen wasn't available after Thursday's uh, finish to practice. He wasn't available, so you couldn't get updates over Samson Ibukam. You couldn't get updates on Shaq Leonard. You couldn't even get updates about who will play and not play on Saturday. You couldn't even get those. Unfortunate news did come out today that Jernard Avery did suffer a season-ending injury, so he will be out. And he's a guy that, Marcus, we talked about, especially with Landon, about the defensive line. And when we talked about our you know, our roster projections at the beginning of training camp, who could make it? And Jernard Avery was one of those vets that were right there in line to get a spot. And, man, when you look at depth, when you look at what you're wanting out of that, that's kind of what you wanted, but now he's gone, unfortunately. Hope the best for him. Hope he can get his career back on track after he comes back. But now the injuries are just going up and up and up. And, I mean, the good news is Rodney Thomas came back. But other than that, guys are still are still damaged. But there, there's good and bad to take away from this week. When you talk about, you know, Rodney Thomas, Nick Cross, Josh Downs out there making plays, you know, really separating himself in the seven-on-seven stuff. The defense, like you mentioned, it was all over the place, really. But really, my goodness, the offense. Because, again, defense can't score points. I mean, if you can, yeah. But you're not expecting them to score every drive, right? You're not expecting a pick six, a fumble recovery. That I mean, my goodness, it would be the greatest fantasy defense of all time if that happened. But for the offense, because, again, that's where the money's going to be. You got the money all along the offensive line. Braden Smith, Ryan Kelly, Quentin Nelson. Then you got the uh, premier draft pick on uh, Bernard Ryman. I, I don't even know what they're doing at right guard. It looks like it'd be Will Fries, even though he struggled a bit. It looks all not too good, man. I, I want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, the offensive line, Will Fries went down, too, uh, I think the last day of joint practice, he went down with an injury. Don't know the uh, the status on that one, but he did go down. Uh, but the offensive line is definitely going to be a question mark. But this is where Anthony Richardson comes in play with poor all-on play. He's mobile enough to make you know a terrible offensive line look pretty decent. Uh, I think his his uh, his mind his reading of the defenses and his his arm strength and accuracy is a lot to do with you know covering up those those holes of the offensive line so i think all those things are going to play a factor he's still you know still learning the processes and things of that nature but he can still identify certain things with defenses and he's still a rookie and it's very impressive what he was doing in those 11 on 11s compared to the 707 drills uh i think he went like at least i would say like 68 percent or something in that nature 
uh, the estimate prediction from uh, from both practices, well, training camp in general, he was like 68% of all of his passes. And that's pretty good for a rookie that's only played 14 snaps. Well, 14 times was, is like 14 snaps or something like that, uh, college and NFL. Um, so, you know, coming into the game early, still got some things to work on, but he's been pretty much doing what the Bears been giving him. A lot of underneath passes was on the money. Josh Downs looked good on the offensive mm-hmm. side. Isaiah McKenzie, who was another standout, he had a very good joint practice experience out there. And he's definitely one of those guys that I had um, on the bubble coming into Indy. We didn't know we was going to get from him. But look like he was gonna he's going to get a bigger opportunity here than what he did at Buffalo. So I'm expecting him to have a pretty decent season, especially with, uh, Aaron, with uh, Anthony Richardson. But... You know, I think his receivers, the biggest question besides the offensive lines is catching the football. Uh, a lot of those plays that didn't, you know, get accounted for because people stat watch and they say, oh, he was two for seven. But three of those passes was, you know, turned, called back that were caught due to penalties from illegal man downfield or things of that nature. Or Alec Pierce, when Anthony Richardson threw him the bomb down the sideline to the end zone, he dropped it. So I think, you know, besides the offensive line, the receivers just got to catch the football. And this is an issue we've seen before Anthony Richardson even got here with Phil Rivers, with Carson Wentz, with Matt Ryan. The receivers can't catch the football, even from you, you know, Marley Cox. You know, the same, it's the same scenario. So I think besides the offensive line, the receivers are going to have to catch the football because Anthony Richardson is going to put it on the money. He got the arm strength to do so. We've seen it. I've seen it pers- in person. I've seen Alec Pierce catch the football. So I think catching the football it's definitely going to be something to look for, forward to seeing if it's going to be possible uh, moving forward. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you made all kinds of good points and everything. Uh, yeah, to, to your point about like the illegal formation, it seemed, I can't remember who it was, Joel Erickson or Stephen Holder, that you know there were a few illegal formations and Shane Steichen seemed to disagree with them. I mean, hey, when the season starts, either the refs or Shane Steichen need to get their stuff together. It's either one or maybe both, whatever it may be, because those are things that can can cost you in a game. You know, if you're down, if you're, you're in the third quarter or whatever, remember, one drive can make a difference, especially if the Colts have been playing games close the way they have been and coming out on the losing end of it. My, my biggest worry is, again, when it comes to Anthony Richardson – I think we we should all just have the mentality that look, man, he, he's gonna figure it out eventually. He's gonna figure it out. And to your point, he's had 14 starts, 13 in college, and one, I guess it well, technically it is a start against the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Like again, there's only been what 13 games between his high school and his professional career. So that that's a really steep steep jump now again yes okay he played in the sec didn't really play that many great defenses but still he still played in a pro style system was making a lot of reads making a lot of plays so hopefully it seems like things are coming to him faster than maybe me personally i probably would initially thought which is great that's great like more hope for the season so that's good when it comes to josh downs obviously that's more exciting but man i just cannot get over how bad the offensive line is. I, I just can't get over it, man. I, I can't. And it's starting to rear its u- ugly head again. It's starting to rear its ugly head again, and it's all turning back to Chris Ballard. Marcus, since day one, Chris Ballard got here. What did he say he wanted the identity to be? 
Let me know. Let me hear it. They want to play tough in the trenches. So that means you're going to exhaust resources at those positions and you're not going to settle for less than the standard that you expect. So where are the standards at? Like, it's one thing for you to struggle. But when your whole offensive line is struggling, that is a concern. That's a huge concern. I mean, if you even go back to the Buffalo game, everybody was getting their ass kicked. Everybody. Everybody was losing matchups. Everybody was. So, I mean, my my goodness, man. I, I really hope we don't get into the same area where we were with, with, with Andrew Luck. I'm, re- I'm really hoping we don't because it's, it's great to look at Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman and Josh Downs and see what Kylan Granson is able to do. Farrell Brown out here knocking people out or getting into fights and, you know, bringing a toughness. But none of that matters if your quarterback does not have the time to get them the ball. None of that matters. So it's one thing to get excited and, man, Josh Downs is going to do this. He's going to be able to go this. He's going to be able to do this. Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce. But are they going to be able to do that is the question. Not are they going to be able to. Will Anthony Richardson be able to get them the ball? That's ju- I just keep coming back to that. That has been my number one question. When I go to sleep, when I wake up, that's been my number one question this week. From all the updates and all the stuff that we have seen from camp and the joint practices, that's been my number one thing. Are we going to be healthy? And can we protect the quarterback? Those right there, those two right there, can really easily take you to a 3-14 and 14 season. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply easily and that that's just that's lowballing it i could have said one in 16 but i don't think there's 16 losses on the schedule so i i really hope we get it together on that end because i i really want to talk about how the defense is coming together i really want to harp on those things man but i just cannot get over how bad this offensive line is again and again it's training camp michael you're overreacting michael you're doing too much uh, we haven't gotten to week one yet. Okay. All right. 
but these were the signs that were showing last year and the year before that. And I didn't want to listen. My love for Matt Pryor was blinding me from mm-hmm. how bad he was. Oh yeah, Marcus, you remember that. Oh, Everybody yeah. here that still watches it, they remember that. I didn't want to listen. The signs are there again, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let my love for Braden Smith, my love for Quentin Nelson, and and my becoming love for Bernard Ryman, I'm not gonna let that cloud anymore. It's still an issue, and you got a guy like Dalton Reisner out there sitting on his ass doing nothing, and you just still sitting here. Jake Witt's gonna get it together. Will Fries is gonna get it together. You know these guys are gonna get it together. We're still waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and it's Chris Ballard continuing to do Chris Ballard things. We love him at the draft time. We love him sometimes in free agency. But when we get to the season, all of that stuff starts coming to a head. And I'm having hope still. I got some hope in me, man. I still got some hope that they're going to figure it out, that everybody's going to get healthy. They're going to be ready come uh, week one against Jacksonville. That's just hope. Reality speaks right now. Injuries are starting to build on this team. And the the facts, let's just go by the facts, not feelings, not opinions. The facts are the offensive line is getting absolutely dominated for the last two weeks. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I'll also say just to, you know, on the bright side, there was no continuity last season, no consistency at all with this offensive line. We've seen a lot of, you know, in and outs, you know, switching up positions, changing up the guards, and that played a huge factor of why the offensive line couldn't figure it out. We had people playing out of positions, different body weights, and they didn't have time to actually adjust Matt Pryor uh, himself, you know. So it, even that, so you can't really blame the players on that. It was a lot going on last season. It was a terrible year. Changing of coaches, changing of guards, all of those things play a factor into poor offensive line play. But I will say you did see a little bright spot when they started to figure out the balance towards the end of the year. Even when Jeff Saturday came in, you've seen a consistent offensive line. And now you're starting to see that again, what we, what we have now. And you see you have your set starter set. So I think it'll be a, a little better from what we've seen last year. Like I said, consistency is going to play a big role into some type of improvement that you will want to see out of your offensive line. So I think that is a bright spot that you can look at. Um, even if they're getting manhandled in training camp or what you may say, but consistency is everything. We got our right guard set. We got our left tackle set. So I think as long as we have an offensive line set and we keep that and don't change in and out, if we have it set, I think we'll see a better production out of the offensive line in general. Yeah. And and looking more on the bright side, I mean, they did make a move today. They made a couple moves. They're they're signing Tyler Adams. Again, Ashton Doolin did uh, suffer an injury as well, and we didn't even touch on that. Ashton Doolin, who who we all were kind of excited to see a little bit because he's kind of grown as a wide receiver the last couple of years and that speed that he has. But because he's a long strider, man, he's a long strider for a guy suffered a season-ending injury, so he won't be able to show that off. And he did come back on a one-year deal. So what does this mean for the future? What does that mean for him? In spite of that, you go out and sign Tyler Adams, you get DJ Montgomery today, and the headliner signing former second-round pick, Pittsburgh Steeler, Oklahoma State Cowboy, James Washington, the president that Gus Johnson would call him back in the day. Okay, you got some speed, you got some you got some experience. Basically, you got some experience. So, that's a good thing. 
in terms of moves, okay, I like it. You know, you're you're adding to the wide receiver room. We'll still love to see you add to the offensive line, but that's here, here or there. Let's get into Saturday because right now there hasn't been anything official about who's going to sit out. For the sake of argument, let's just assume everybody's going to sit out. Bernard Ryman, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, Anthony Richardson, Michael Pittman, maybe Alec Pierce, you know, all the guys. DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, Kenny Moore, Shaq, Julian Blackman, Kenny Moore, I think I already said him already, Quiddy Pay. I don't know about Dio Odango, Odango. I still want to still want to see him work a little bit more. But let's just assume all those guys are going to be out. What are you looking for tomorrow against Chicago? Who, who are some guys that you want to see start to kind of separate themselves? I want to see more more of the run game. I want to see what whatever Hall looks like. You know, if, if the run, if the offensive line isn't as good as what it seems to be, I want to see him be consistent like he has been since the first game. I want to see the run game. I want to see Strong, you know, continue to have a, a an, an impressive preseason because if that could translate to the regular season, he can solidify his roster spot. Um, the receiving core is definitely another thing I want to see. I want to see Stewart. Uh, Stewart had a good first game. Uh, I want to see his production carry over into this game as well. But the linebacker group, the run game, and, you know, the receivers, those are the three factors for me. I'm not – I'm fine with the secondary. I think Daryl Baker Jr. is is a dog. I don't need to see any more of him. Uh, but I think the run game for sure, the receivers, and, you know, Stewart is see if he can carry over the, that tackling galore he had from the first game, if he can carry that over to this one. For sure. And I'm looking on the defensive side for this game. If he does uh, – if he is playing tomorrow, I want to see Dio Dangbo wreck havoc. I want to see that. I want to see a little bit more breakout because, again, last year was his first full, you know, his full season because obviously he had the torn Achilles coming out of the draft, played half a season in 2021, came back for a full year last year in 2022. This year, I want to see Dio Dango now take that next step because, again, he was a second round draft pick. So you want to see a little bit more production from that spot. I want to see him. I want to see Eric Johnson. I want to see how those two play. Those are two guys that I really like, especially Eric Johnson from last year. He was a small town draft pick. So now coming into his second year, I do like his get off on the defensive line. I think it's quick. I want to see how those two guys pair. But probably my number one over those guys is going to be Nick Cross. I want to see him continue to perform. Go, everything sounds like it's going good in practice. Now let's get in the game and let's kind of put those touches together. I, I don't know. I, I doubt if Rodney Thomas plays. Probably going to be your starter out there this year. So him and Julian Blackman are going to be tearing it up back there. Now for Nick Cross, I want to see what he's able to do. How do they plan on using him for, for, for this season? Because last year he did get the start week one, but he, he, was, he just seemed lost. That's why you saw Rodney McLeod come in and take that start and Nick Cross never really saw the field again. So now – Ron Miles and company, they've had a full year to understand who he is, what he can do, have training camp in the rest of preseason to figure out what they want to do with him. I really want to see it too. He's got the range to play free safety. He's got the speed and physicality to play strong safety. So which one is it going to be? I'm excited to see that part. Obviously, the corners, how are they going to perform? Will Juju Brent be out there? Darius Rush, Jalen Jones. Jalen Jones has been performing pretty solid. At training camp and some people may ask how how was this guy a seventh round pick 
it was a deep corner class. It was a very deep corner class. Darius Rush should have never been available in the fifth round. But, hey, that, that's what you get when it comes to a deep corner class. And, oh, my gosh, when we talk about deep classes this next year in 2024 is crazy. We'll get to that. We'll let Landon and Hunter cover those things. But that's what I'm going to be looking for. Also, I want to see a little bit more from Sam Ellinger. I want to see something from Sam Ellinger in this game because you, you still – there's still a chance that you might need a third quarterback, right? There's there's still that chance. He will count towards the 53-man roster, but he will not count towards your active roster on game day. So everybody now gets a free third-string quarterback because they don't want what happened to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game to happen to anybody else. Personally, me, it's NFL. Get over it. Adjust. But go has got to take the fun away so I, i'm down for more debo samuel quarterback snaps i don't know about you but but anyways i want to see more from sam ellinger in this year you know he was thought to be a cut last year remember when nick Foles came in and they thought okay matt ryan nick Foles, that's going to be your one-two punch sam ellinger ended up playing wild he had that long touchdown run led a couple solid drives i want to see a little bit more how much has he grown because now you're you're on that level playing field with Anthony Richardson. You're both coming in learning a new system. So now, A, you have more experience than this guy does in the NFL. You've played a couple games. But let's see what it's about. I want to see it. Can he cement his spot? Can he earn himself towards another spot for another year on the 53-man roster? Considering all that you, we know Chris Ballard likes, nine, ten guys on offensive line, eight, nine guys on the defensive line, sometimes 10 linebackers. You know what he likes. So I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to see that. And Sam Ellinger, Nick Cross, my eyes are on you. Yeah, another thing um, that you mentioned, Sam Ellinger, I want to look at the play calling. You know, the starters aren't probably going to be there if worst case scenario, if they're not playing. I want to see how deep into the playbook you can get with these guys that are looking to keep the roster spot or to make the roster. This is going to definitely open up some eyes, you know, open up, get into your bag because you know how creative the offense can get. So I'm looking, definitely looking forward to seeing how that's going to turn out, especially with a guy like you mentioned, Sam Elliger. See how deep in your playbook you can get and, you know, come up with some formations that aren't illegal. You know, things get, get a little creative, spice it up. I'm, I'm looking forward to that because last year, even, you know, before Shane Steichen, we had Deion Jackson who pretty much stood out and he got himself and solidified a roster spot game two. Uh, of the preseason so i'm definitely looking forward to it this is probably going to be a big game right here um and then game three is going to be a chill one but game two is definitely going to be a good evaluation game to watch yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to next week because that's when that's your dress rehearsal that's when we're gonna maybe i i doubt it but maybe shane steichen opens the playbook up a little bit more lets anthony richardson get a little bit more creative we're all looking forward to that one next week. But, of course, we got to handle business tomorrow, see how the guys are playing, who got better from week one to week two, who's making that jump. And we're going to talk about it all tomorrow, guys. So we're going to be right back here uh, talking about the game. Again, I don't. it hasn't come out official, but I highly doubt Anthony Richardson plays in this game. I wouldn't be shocked because, again, he's a rookie. You know, does he want to get extra snaps? Cool, but I think that's what this joint practice was about uh league-wide not just for the Colts league-wide I don't expect any starting quarterbacks running backs receivers anything to be playing uh tomorrow so other than that guys I think we'll go ahead and cut it off there we'll be back again 
Thank you guys for uh, tuning in for this episode. Make sure you are following and subscribing on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. And Marcus, we'll be seeing you tomorrow, man. Yes, sir. We'll be here at 7 p.m. Eastern. You guys tune in. All right. Well, other than that, guys, he is Marcus. I am Michael. This has been the Blue Stable Podcast. We'll see you again. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.